0: this is Your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today's episode 1808. I'm excited to have Joy back here with us to continue talking about women, entrepreneurship, and everything else. Uh, Joy, last, uh, last time we talked about your crazy journey through 59,000 different kinds of jobs and career paths and interests and degrees and all that kind of stuff and now what do you want to do to continue with that journey today about women entrepreneurship creativity and using your gifts to add good to the world
0: well so thank you for that and also last week or last um, episode I had spoken about you the listener creating a list because often people say okay I want to replace my income I don't know what I want to do and i had given an assignment last time to make an exhaustive list and and this isn't just things that well i can't really do that so i shouldn't write it down write down in your dream world in your fantasy and whatever it is that you say you know i would i think that would be really cool to do i got to figure out how to do that so i asked you to make an exhaustive list of things you can do, things that you are doing right now, things that you want to do, and also equally important things that you don't want to do. Because there's no sense switching careers or switching to doing, you know, being an entrepreneur, if you're going to do stuff that you already hate like that, you know, what's the point, right? Giving up benefits (laughs) and vacation times and all that stuff. So make that list.
1: So before you go on, I want to, I want to just say, here's some. You said something that I maybe you said before, but I didn't key up on it. And that was making a list of stuff you know how to do. But you said also include on the list stuff you want to know how to do. Right. And I didn't. I didn't really think about that. But that's such a uh, it's such a powerful thought because, like, we all go and see people and see stuff, especially online now that the internet's you know reaches everywhere. All sure. kinds of crazy stuff that people do that like, ooh, I'd like to whatever. Absolutely. And I not think about putting that on the list. So keep going. Yeah. Great.
0: Well, because that, you know, when you start figuring out the things that you like to do, the things that you would like to know how to do, part of that piece is is that, you know, I, felt, I think I could do that. And you get inspiration from wherever. I get inspiration from you know, oops, TV shows or cook, cause I like to watch cooking shows and I like to watch shows about sewing or fashion. And it just gives you ideas that you think, you know, somebody out there is doing that. I could probably do it too. So that's about the learning piece. Now, you know, now that you have your list though, you have this exhaustive list. You really, now's the time to start narrowing that list. Putting it into categories, maybe large categories like, you know, um, art or communication or accounting, you know, things that are large categories that kind of go together. And again, it's equally important to cross stuff off your list, too. I mean, if you had a job doing some sort of accounting stuff and you don't like it, business planning or whatever, then don't put that on as your dream kind of thing because what's the point? Um, and I also asked, I think to start for people to start researching and looking what's out there looking for trends so for example i think i talked about this last time but pinterest in particular there's a site you can go i think it's it's uh trends.pinterest.com now pinterest especially for women entrepreneurs it's a great place not just to get ideas but you know women are buyers on pinterest as well and so if you had your dream of opening up an Etsy shop or creating your own material, creating your own art, creating your own crafts, create whatever it is, Etsy is still a good place to do that. And you can link your Etsy shop directly to Pinterest. So people can go then onto Pinterest and see, oh, that's a cute object, tchotchke, whatever it is. And then you can send them directly back to your Etsy store. So I would look to do things that are, quick to do things that you can start slowly and then slowly start replacing your income. That to me would be sort of the the fastest way to um, get going on whatever journey you're, you're going on. You know, if you, you know, because the online world is still, building. You know, I saw a statistic the other day or heard one where, you know, the the up and coming generation. So the older, you know, the baby boomers and even people after that, they got a job. They stayed in that job for 30 years and, you know, that was it. They got their whatever it is at the end of their tenure, I guess. And, you know, that's changed. You know, people, they don't want to do that anymore, especially young people. They don't go to an office, it's like, well, are you crazy. They do stuff now. They work at fast food places or they work at bookstores or retail because they have to right now but most of them want to do other stuff whether it's being a youtube star or being singing whatever it is but in order to do that you also have to know your stuff it's you know it's it's you you need to have the tools you need to have the skill set and you need to learn how to do this stuff like video editing it's not you're not going to learn it by osmosis. You're not going to learn it by, you know, putting your head on your keyboard and suddenly, oh, I, I'm a video editor. You know, there's take some Udemy courses and just start, start doing it. Um, many people, many of the big YouTubers out there, they did it the old fashioned way. They put up videos, they sucked. they put up other videos, they socked, They Then they started to refine things. Maybe they're, uh, you know, they're, um, Titles got better. They did some research because there's a lot of tools out there to help YouTubers. TubeBuddy is one. TubeBuddy is a great tool. I love it. And you have to get the paid version because the free version, while good, you know, these paid versions are pretty spectacular. You know, so start to figure out the things, you know, that you've always wanted to do. And sure, when you see other people on these platforms that are killing it, crushing it, doing whatever, you know, they started somewhere as well. But you're not going to get anywhere if you don't start somewhere. So
1: So I want to dig into that just a little bit, the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because it didn't used to be that you could find out how to do stuff so easily.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like if
1: you think back, you know, you and I are old enough to remember that going to the library was a cool thing. And you had to go to the library and and hope that library had the right I still love
0: doing that. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Physical libraries. I love it still.
1: Well, I like the feeling of libraries, too. But anyway, today the internet has brought all of that, democratized everything. You don't need a library card. You don't need to go anywhere. You can have access to anything, practically. And you mentioned learning how to do stuff. So
0: no, putting your
1: head on your keyboard doesn't teach you how to be a video editor. (laughs) But you can go find 250,000 free videos on YouTube talking yep. about video editing and yep. 250,000 different ideas yeah. about how to do it well, but it still requires the time yeah. and energy. It's not gonna push a button. Nope. So you you can reach everybody now, you can learn anything you want, and the only missing ingredient is the work.
0: Yep. So there's a really cool uh, tool out there. It's called, um, I got it from, we got it from a friend of ours future futuretools.io. So the future futuretools.io, and it has many categories. It's kind of like if you're familiar with AppSumo, uh, that is another place where you can buy cool new tools, often at a really discounted price, because often they're new and so they want to get a lot of subscribers. Futuretools.io is for a little for some more established. Uh, tools. So things like the one I use podium or restream for podcasts. So, you know, you can check out those places if you want to learn how to do some specific stuff. Um, They'll tell you how to use their software, but often you're going to need this software if you want to be one of these people who provides one of these services to somebody else. So if you want to provide a service of YouTube ranking videos, then you need to have some of the tools in order to do that. Um, maybe you're going to edit some videos for someone too, so you need those tools like Descript or Veed or um, I think there's one like Video V Y D E O. So there's a lot of tools out there, but you got to know how to use them. Now that's just for video editing, but what it, you know whether it's candle making or soap making, you know that today, like especially at farmers markets, like people want a lot of the homemade special type of gifts. It just makes them feel a little, you know, like they're almost sort of the spa feeling, but at, but at home, you know, and it's just that sort of that luxury treating yourself and there's just domestica is a great place for learning how to do that side of things, sewing or candle making. And I think it's with a K domestica. And that's well, a fabulous a site.
1: I'm going to poke in here and ask you a question. What do you think it is going on that makes us, you know, we have this mass market availability, everything made in, I don't know, Brazil, China, India, wherever. Yet what you just said, I noticed that, too. When you can get a homemade or a craftsman made this, that, and the other... We have a itch for that and that bodes well for everybody who wants to do their own thing in their own way to actually do it yeah. and do something with it. How come how come we're feeling that?
0: I wonder if it's because maybe coming through the pandemic um maybe people are you know even if you're sensitive to prices cuz you know if you go to the grocery store it's a little bit of sticker shock but yet we still have a yearning to have that little thing of that little piece of luxury or that little piece of something homemade. I mean, you know, somebody took the time to learn how to do that and lovingly created something for sale, Uh, you know, and it just, it just, it brought joy to that person and it will bring joy to the person who purchases it and maybe gifts it and uses it. You know, often when I travel, so, I mean, we travel quite a bit. I like to go to the little, You know, these are homemade kind of things or places and for gifts myself, I like to shop on places like Etsy to get that one of a kind specialty item because, you know, nobody else is going to have it for the most part. And it just lends itself that it I don't know, it just makes me feel I think it just takes you back to a time where that was a little more common you know beautiful vintage aprons or beautiful vintage housewares you look at places like the secondhand stores you know savers in the US goodwill um in Canada it's savers is value village and you notice that a lot of the the material that's flying off the shelves are the let's say the dinnerware from the 60s or 70s because it's hard to find you know this <laughs> And you'll notice, like the dinner plates are a couple of inches smaller than they are today, because <laughs> they ate less, right? Their dinner plates are like nine or ten inches. Uh, today they're like twelve. They're almost like you know trays. Well, I have
1: a I have <laughs> a piece, you know, that piece of wood carving that I got. Yeah. That hangs over the door.
0: You got that on Etsy.
1: I did from the and U.S. It's, I don't it's remember it's the it? U.S. or whatever. It yeah, was the U.S. Yeah. Okay, Etsy U.S. and you know I pay a little for yeah. shipping, but it had oh, that feeling that you want and so yeah. you do and people do and that bodes well for any and everything that you that you want to create for yourself yeah,
0: yeah. so but when you-, you when you have
1: this these lists you talk about yeah of stuff you already know how to do and maybe more importantly is the list of things you want to do and you really have a goal of either starting a side hustle or a side hustle that turns into a business that's main. Right. What do you do? Like, I mean, you've done this a bunch of times. And it's funny because of stuff you mentioned, you know, candle making. And I know you talked about silk painting last time. And yeah. I know at least half a dozen other things that you have, you know, vintage patterns, creating things, et cetera, oh, I know. et cetera. Yeah. So I then have a what? lot.
0: Of, it will, you know, it's, but yeah, so if you look on, on TV, <laughs> hold on a second. I just want to remove this animal from here. She was, comfortably sleeping and now she said okay i want to get up now Uh, you know it i watch so there's i mean there's a lot of shows on tv some of the most popular shows of course are cooking shows and those you know master chef type ones where home cooks are doing wonderful things or the sewing ones uh the great british sewing bee is one that i really like and and when you watch these things they're just ordinary people they're just you know housewives or they work at a you know bank or whatever it is that they do they're not you know professional in the sense of the word and they're going for it they're, go- they're going for their dream and when I look when I look at those shows I think oh wow I could do that not that I want to be on the show but I could certainly take a garment and repurpose something so several years ago at because uh, you know we, we go to Summit. That's uh, Daryl uh YouTuber, Daryl uh Summit. And there was a lady that I met, she was stay- we were staying at the same hotel, and what she did is she took, I, I don't know if it's her husband's clothes, or she would find clothes at, uh, you know, the thrift store and repurpose them. So she would take that old, ugly, you know, whatever, oversized white shirt or whatever it was, and then she psh- completely transform it into uh, maybe a shirt dress for herself or a vest or something else and repurpose that and sell it. And I think at that point she was just um, doing teaching videos about how can you do that. And, you know, some of the people, of course, they sell the stuff Um, when it comes to vintage patterns, for example, I know many people who buy the vintage patterns, they make the item. And then they sell it on Etsy is usually the place where they sell it and they advertise it on Pinterest. But what's cool about that is that so you can take that same pattern over and over again. And you notice in the stores, a lot of the the clothing is more 70s vibe, you know, the lovely peasant tops and different, you know, flowy skirts and that flared pants. And so finding those original patterns from the 70s and then making those items, you know, that's uh, that's pretty big business, too. But, of course, you need to know you have to have the skill in that um, for people who want some. And, you know, it's laborious because you're doing one at a time. So you would have to charge more for that finished piece than if you were just creating some memes for somebody on Fiverr. You know, so, so there's some different things there.
1: Good. I want to dig into the possibilities for your average person. So someone might hear you, hear all the things you've done yeah. and be intimidated by the fact that you're very creative and you've been a entrepreneur for most of your life, even though you had periods where you had a job, you also had yep. side hustles and education going on Always. at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you, What would you say for the regular person, back up to, okay, make a list of things you know how to do or want to do, and then how do you, uh, talk us through walking into this business because you've, taught, you've created eBay courses and teaching people how to use that and you haven't created an Etsy one, but you could. And you could create a course on how to turn one of your interests or hobbies into yeah. a side hustle. So what do you yeah, do? Yeah, I'll
0: put that on my list.
1: <laughs> that, that's
0: <laughs> probably after my uh, skincare uh, venture too. So, so one of the things you know, I've always wanted to create my own skincare line. Um, I've taken some steps. So I have a name. I have a logo. You know, I, you know, I when we were in Australia one year, I you know took a course on how to Get the take the plants and then make them into essential oils and all organic, all natural. So that's something that when we go to Vancouver Island, that's something that I'll pick up. I think it'll be a great place because we're living in a rainforest to find those beautiful organic herbs and plants and create something wonderful from that. Um, so I have taken steps but it I, I mean you know I haven't said oh no I've I've just I've put it on the shelf and said okay this is not right now this will be at some point but I think most for the most part most people have things that they've done that they like to do maybe they started it as some kind of rehab type of thing you know if you break your leg or break your ankle and if you're laid up for a few weeks some people take up knitting or sewing or something or quilt making that's very popular. And, you know, they just start doing things often with their hands. Some people like photography, maybe. And then they take it a step further. So you can sell your fo- your photography. There's a million sites and use AI to find out what sites those are. And you can start to uh, either sell your photographs or you can touch them up and sell them as prints. Maybe do what we call a duotone. So you have two, like, contrasting colors and you put them together and it creates this Andy Warhol looking effect and we call that duo tone so you could do things like that and sell your prints you can create backgrounds for people you know on fiverr or probably not upwork but there's just you know you have to look at the things you're doing now the things that you really want to do and then see what other people are doing out there it's always good to check out your competition and see what somebody else is doing um are is there You know, are people looking for it? Because sometimes those really super niche products can blow up big because the word hasn't gotten out yet, right? So, you know, you you just got to look at what you're doing now, what you'd like to do and start to form a plan for yourself. And you do need a plan if you want to have it to be even a side hustle. Maybe you need to upgrade your phot- photograph equipment. Maybe you need to upgrade your computer. Maybe you need to invest in some of these online tools. Maybe you're going to create, you know, what we call funnels for people, sales pages. There's a lot of things that you can do that's, I would say, low impact, especially things doing just on your computer that you can literally start tomorrow.
1: How, like compared to when you first started, with having stalls in antique malls yep. and that sort of thing and then you got into eBay and everything else now with the availability of both tools to do things yeah. faster and better with AI and and you know we had a class yesterday where one of the one of my clients in the class was just waxing insanely poetic about the possibilities that AI both for images and for language brings to us yeah but i want you to just reflect yeah. for a minute on how it's changed and the change isn't so important as i guess the democratization of possibility
0: yeah in you terms know,
1: of you can do anything yeah, now sure you can
0: you know it's funny because with the antique store i still love going to antique malls and antique stalls you know it's just that thrill of maybe finding that whatever it is that you never thought you'd need, but suddenly you have to have, right? Although you can do that (laughs) on Etsy too, but it's sort of that thrill. It's like, yeah, I'm going to find this piece. Um, I love doing the stalls. I mean, they're, they are hard work because you have to account for breakage and theft. I mean, it's it's a retail location, right? So you have to um, price things accordingly because it's a retail location. Online, I think is just kind of a for me it's just a cooler place to be yes you have to ship it the one advantage of having like a bricks and mortar place especially for antiques you know somebody buys an antique teapot I don't have to worry about packing it and is it going to make it to wherever it's going and you kind of worry about that a little bit until they unwrap it and say it's perfect because I've had many times well not many a couple of times where <laughs> something is just you know stuff happens when you're shipping glass halfway around the world but we, you know, I do as best as I can. But, you know, and and stalls today are still pretty popular in most cities. They ca- tend to be like a a tourist destination for many people, especially if you're traveling a great distance and you want to find something that you wouldn't find near your house, wherever that is. People, you know, those kind of places are, are considered a destination. Um, I used to go to, you know, flea markets and that in... Um, in europe i mean there's the very famous uh flea market in paris that's been going on for hundreds of years and people you know it's packed all the time so people are still looking for you know but it's it's like i said it's more of a tourist destination but people still make a lot of money so i think part of it is you know today younger people don't want to they don't want to work in an office i mean even people in their 40s and 50s and 60s, they don't want to go to an office anymore. They're tired of that. They're done with that. And the statistics are showing that a lot of people don't want to go back. They want to stay home. They've got kids or grandkids or dogs. You know, Maybe they have other interests and having that flexibility of being at home is just really attractive. And I think when you get a taste of that, it's like, I mean, I couldn't, there's no way I'd go back to an office. I, I mean, if if I absolutely had to, but I can't, envision with all the stuff that I like to do know how to do can do I wouldn't put myself in that position and besides often you make more money away from the office than you do working in the office for the most part as entrepreneurs the sky's the limit in a bricks and mortar place working for somebody else the limit's the limit of what your boss says is the limit you know you get your 10 days or two weeks vacation a year and no way that ain't for me. <laughs> so, like do you though. think
1: it's getting easier or harder? I think it is. Sometimes, I think
0: it's getting easier.
1: Well, sometimes people say, "Well, the market's crowded. There's already a million people making yeah, patterns, or yep. being a coach, or writing right. books, or whatever." So, Absolutely. talk a little bit about the barriers that are imaginary yeah. and the real ones. What are, what what do you perceive well, as the? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, there's already so many coaches. Well, maybe, but not you. I, you know I mean you're a unique I mean Kellen you're a coach I mean so you know you offer a certain set of skills and you know your characteristics and your character and your values and that's you and you can't replace that you know that you can't mimic that or or copy that or clone that because you are you and you have your own set of background and how you grew up and the way of viewing certain things in the world and and so that's going to be completely different but when you have more things like tangible things such as okay a sewing pattern and you're going to make something but you're but even still you know when so when I watch this show the great British sewing bee and they're they and and they're given the same pattern so everybody's given the same pattern and they I think they have some flexibility within that pattern and the flexibility they have are the fabric choices so when you line them up same pattern they all look completely different and each person is going to be attracted to one or the other based on their likes and dislikes so even though it's the same it's going to be completely different for each person and you know, if your stuff continually doesn't sell, then maybe you do need to look at do you have to upgrade your fabric, do you have to upgrade your look a little bit? But there really is something for everyone out there. Is there costs coming on eight billion people on the planet?
1: I you think know, I read something the other day. We've crossed that eight billion number. But anyway, I want to ask yeah. a final sort of topic question that'll take a few minutes for you for us to unravel, and that is. You know, this whole thing is about creating a life you want to live, your altered yeah. life, life of yeah. purpose, prosperity, and joy is the words I use. Mm-hmm. Do you think we've been talking about things you could do to make money? Yeah. Do you believe or that it's now available, more available or less available, despite the news and everything else, the negative stuff there, that it's possible to create a life that you really love for people in general? Absolutely. Or is it that just a special thing certain people can do?
0: Well, it is for everyone. But, you know, as I said last time, I mean, you know, in the last episode, you do have to have some qualities and characteristics. I mean, you can't just expect to, you know, sit in bed all day eating bonbons, watching The Young and the Restless, and expect to suddenly have money falling down, despite what some of these gurus will tell you. They say, ah, I made, you know, $10,000 just the well, next day I woke up and Wow that doesn't happen because they had to have done something in the first place to achieve that. So that kind of that false hope is like, it just doesn't happen that way. You have to create copy. You have to create a landing page. You know, you have to give somebody something in the forms of what we call a lead magnet. So there are things that you have to do in order to facilitate that. And there are some things that, you know, I know some people who've been selling a product for years, same product, same thing, an online product, you know, it's just, rinse and repeat they just it just you know maybe they might update it once in a while but for the most part it's a set it and forget it and as long as their internet doesn't break or somebody hacked their site you know it's working well um and i think it is easier for people because there's so much so much help that you can look out there so so for example right now i'm going through this uh, pinterest course and so then so i'm going to create a pinterest course but I'm going to put my spin on it from my experiences, from my examples, at, you know, with my pins, with my set of history, that I'm going to do it for me. And so then other people are going to look at that and saying, yeah, I'm more like her than her. They're equally, are they as good? I'm Yeah, because I'm going to put my heart and soul into it as well. I mean, I'm really ramping up not only your Pinterest, but mine. And so, I mean, our views has just exploded. And, you know, the goal is to have those views turn into cash, whether somebody gives you a dollar or subscribes to your list, and then you can start marketing to those people. So, yeah, it's open to everybody, but you got to do the work. It's, you know, I suppose you could hire people to do it, but you really have to know what you're doing first before you can start handing things off to people.
1: So as we get ready to close this episode, you know, you've got, we had a series of three. You did one before talking about your own journey. This one, you're talking about the possibilities of, you know, the current situation and how to get started. Uh, two things as you close. One is, have you, what's going to be the next episode, which is coming up in uh, 812? And then any final thoughts of encouragement to those that are hearing you and that's tickling their fancy of getting yeah. started?
0: Well, I would use first off, I I would start to embrace AI. So start to embrace whether you're using um, Chat GPT or my favorite Goody, and I'll put a link for you guys that you can get a free trial of Goody. Goody is like uh, a Chat GPT on steroids. It gives you everything and anything. Even if you want to create recipes for your own recipe book, it'll do it for you. And so what I would do with AI is if you have an idea, like I want to, you know, uh, vintage, I want to take vintage sewing patterns from the seventies or forties and then create the product and sell it. So you can put that information into chat GPT or goody, and I'll give you guys the link so you can get a free trial of that. And you can see saying, I want some, you know, business names it'll come up with some business names and you got to pick which one you think might work for you but then you can also say to chat yeah but i want it to be you know i want it some seo in here i want it to be you know um, so somebody's typing in in their google they can say i want to find some vintage pattern something or others so you can tell the ai platform to make it that it's Persuasive or bold, so that people are more likely to find your stuff than somebody else's stuff. So use AI to find out what you're. Maybe you want to also. Maybe you want to write a book. Use AI to come up with some viable titles that that are uh, you know searchable that people would would like to to read. And then from there you can put into the AI. Okay, so what should be my first steps? Do I need a website? Should I go on Etsy? Should I create a Facebook group for author, like, what are my next steps? And if you ask specific enough questions for the AI, that's the key, you will get your ideas. You can also use idea um, AI to ask the, the AI what would be the most viable first business to do, given your set of circumstances. So you could say, you know, I'm working 40 hours a week, I only have, you know, one hour a day to devote to a brand new business I like to do this 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 and this what is the best one and you'll get some responses so once you get that information you can then start to figure out okay well maybe I could do two hours or maybe I, this one might work well because for me I'd like to create a cookbook too I've got lots of my bucket list is really long of things the skincare line the, the you know I've got a lot that I'd like to do. (laughs) I'm collecting the recipes that the AI creates for me. So I give them my ingredients and I say, create a recipe. Uh. But here's the thing. You can also ask the AI, let's say, if you want to do a cookbook, you can ask AI to put it in the style of maybe someone that you do like, inspired by, because you're not going to copy anybody's recipes, but they got to be original. So yeah, use AI full on to help you you know, get your ideas into a, into a pattern or into a format that you can then start to make some decisions on. And next time we're going to talk about how to do that. I'll give you a real world example as we're talking about how that looks like. And again, I'll put the goodie link in the, in the show notes for you guys.
1: Well, this is fantastic. And those of you that uh, you know, we we sort of were thinking this is mainly aimed at women entrepreneurs or wanna, wannapreneurs and entrepreneurs yeah. to have the courage and get some tips and ideas about how to do it. Thank you, Joy, for being with us today for part two.
0: Welcome. Look forward to part three.
1: Yeah. And so I want to just encourage you. You know, the whole podcast is about creating your ultimate life, a life of purpose, prosperity and joy. And there's a million flavors of that and no matter what your flavor is, the recipe is there, the opportunity is abundant, and you can create your ultimate life.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger.